everybody, welcome to this Board Game Life episode number 60, the big 6-0. I know that's some kind of anniversary, I have no idea which, but um, we're not here to talk about anniversaries. We're talking about board games, tabletop games, any kind of games that uh, we feel like talking, actually. <laughs> but mainly board games. I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, and with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Mark. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How's it going? Am I part of everybody? Are you asking me how it's going? You are, you are the most important. Then it's everybody else. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what? Our listeners aren't good enough for you? Can't they be number one? <laughs> we got to put them in number two. Okay, you're in number two. No. what? <laughs> <laughs> listeners and then Rob. I'm, I'm putting up a new ad on our searching for a new host. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I don't think I mentioned the title, When to Purge. I just said episode number 60 and I got distracted by actually what, what is that? I'm going to look it up. 60th anniversary. Thanks, Google. I can buy streamers. Happy 60th anniversaries. I want to know what the, like the thing is. You know, it's like every anniversary is like some oh, kind of stone like or something. <laughs> paper, diamond, gold, platinum. Yeah. yeah, Google Platinium. just wants. Yeah, Google just wants to sell me stuff. Of course. Oh, it's the diamond. Sixtieth anniversary traditional gift is the diamond. The diamond. Are there other colors of diamond? I wouldn't know. Not like I have very many diamonds. Instead of diamonds, I have board games, which is more precious, right? Exactly. Yeah. So tell me, dude, what, what have you been playing? Okay. <clears throat> well, I did play some dice cards. Um, and I got in a game of Tapple. I got some more Seven Wonders Architects. Mm -hmm. uh, broke out uh, one of your favorites, Azul. Oh, had, old standby. I haven't played that in a long time. And it's like, I was like, oh, let's play this. And it's like, why have I not played this in so long? <laughs> it was like so good. Um, played Power Grid. Um, got my butt kicked handily. Came in dead last. <laughs> I made some early mistakes in that game and I could not catch up but uh also we continued our campaign of dwarf romantic and mm -hmm. um here we go with the coughing again sorry oh boy you were fine up until just now yeah uh, it, it it's um I, I I guess the doctor's like I got some kind of allergies and it I don't get like the normal allergy issues that people get like the watery eyes and the stuffed up. I get this weird cough, like nothing else, but it's this like dry cough that just comes and goes when it wants. So it is getting better, but it's been like over a month now. So it's annoying. Anyways, 
Um, played some more Dorf Romantic and with my gaming group from Wednesdays. And we actually had a guy who joined us this week who does not like co-op games. And um, he told me last night, uh, we met uh, last night for a gaming uh, night. And he's like, hey, on Wednesday, bring that Dorf game again. That was fun. Oh, <laughs> so nice. He's like, he finally was like, finally a, a co-op game that he likes. So we will be playing more of that on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and then last night I mentioned we got together, uh, five of us got together and I learned a new game. Someone brought um, this game called Abduction, D-U-C-K, with ducks. It's a brand new game. And um, <laughs> when he when he pulled it out, I was like, because <clears throat> he's like, I got Trekking the National Parks and Abduction. Okay. And I was like, whatever we play, it can't be something I like because I'm, I'm purging. I'm not buying anything anymore. Well, I bought abduction <laughs> it's on oh. the way <laughs> it's again it's like it's a cute little game um but it's something that was, is very easy to teach it's a quick game um it's going to attract people that maybe aren't gamers because of the way that the game plays with and you yeah. should you should look it up rob it's um here i'll put a link in the in the chat in our little chat window there yeah, I, I just searched for it okay but you can see those little ducks that you pull out of this it's a bull but it's like a ufo <clears throat> so i guess the the thing is like it's only a 15 minute game and you're you're trying to match colors of ducks um and there's a ufo and there's there's mm -hmm. cards so all these ducks are like in this ufo that you you kind of pull out of the top. So it's kind of like a bowl with his lid on it, really. Um, and you can shake all the ducks inside. And you just randomly pull out 10 and put them on your little card um, in front of you. And everyone pulls out different ducks. And there's like pink, white, blue, yellow, and green. And the greens are wild. Um, but then you have everyone draws like three cards. And then on your turn, you can play any of those three cards you want. And then there's like three cards out that are sitting out on the board that are basically what you're trying to do to score points. So the harder it is to align your ducks in certain patterns, the more points that you can get. <coughs> but on your turn, you can only take only one point card at a time. Even if you can do two, you can only take one. So you're always going to want to go for the higher points. And then the cards in your hands will, will like allow you to take a duck out of someone else's board and when a duck disappears from your board or someone else's then all the ducks like shift they all move downstream and then they got to pull another one out from the ufo and randomly put it back on their board so it readjusts the lineup all the time um so there's various different ways to um that you're trying to score so that and the cards let you like swap ducks in certain you know if you've got certain conditions you can move ducks on your board around you can rotate around in different ways um so it's uh it's a cute little game actually it really is um and i liked it because it was light it was quick it was fun it's cute fun little game so um i did play that and then we played yeah i was just looking at their <coughs> website they label it as a 15 25 minute light strategy game for adults. I don't know why there's, 
there isn't I mean, anything adults. in there that's like adults only. No. I would think. I no. I bet they. I bet they do it because maybe those ducks are a choking hazard or something like that. Or that could be they they're small. Yeah. Or um, I know this was kind of like a thing, man, like a while back, ten years ago. It was talked about a bunch where some games would get like rated like 14 and above or 13 and above or something like that because you had to actually get the game tested or something like that to be sold for a younger audience okay so so some companies wouldn't label it you know like eight and up because of that or something like that i remember it was odd but yeah i don't i don't see anything um in this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would make it like no, it was like adultish or exactly. I, that yeah. that almost seems to negate the whole point. It's cute. It's a cute yeah family game. I if anything so, and there uh, is an expansion for it. Yeah, and like I did, and he had it, so you can buy this game right now with the expansion. Um, I just got it off of Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's like fifty bucks. So it's it's not a bad price and it's really good quality. The cards were really nice. The the ducks are really nice. You want to talk about like a very nice like um premium um what is it I'm trying to say? The ducks, the 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 the, the little meeple, the ducks, the we just talked yeah. about Yeah, they look like little rubber ducks. Yeah. But they're they're like not. They're like a very nice resin or, you know, very nice. I mean, high quality. So, so they're not squishy. Premium components. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. No, they're they're not. They're hard, um, but they are very nice. Like, it's it's really quality. Everything yeah. about that game was, like, it really impressed me. So Yeah, they label it as 80, adorably 3D and high quality. <laughs> It's yes, it says comes with eighty plastic ducks and silicone storage. Yeah, UFO. So, it's a it's a fun game. It it really was. I I kind of wish we could have played it again, but mm-hmm. it would. Um, uh, well, I'm sure we will. And of course, I'm I'm getting yeah. it. It'll be here on Thursday. So, but um, my kids will like this. Um, my daughter will. She'll like it because of little ducks. They're they're cute, so. Oh, but, uh, they have a FAQ. What are the ducks made of? They're non toxic acrylic. Still, don't put them in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So, um, yeah, and right. I've I've never heard of that company. Very special games. It's I'm very impressed with the game. Yeah. It, Josh, like I said, 11. it's it'll be something that like. My mother will be able to play. She'll enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, it. It's um, not, there's no there's nothing really hard about it, except maybe looking at the cards, trying to figure out the pattern and how it relates to your card, and then the cards in your hand, how you can manipulate things. But there, it's not hard. None of it's hard. But um, it's a uh, yeah, it's a really cute, fun little game. So, mm-hmm. and then. Um, the last game we played was Space Base, and um, I have never won this game, I don't think, until last night. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you broke the trend. I was, 
I was so happy. And one of the guys that's there, well, two of the people that, well, one guy was new. The other three are very good, win a lot. Um, two of them are just very good at board games. Just like the way their brain works, you know? Um, I'm one of these, it's like, oh, I'll do this. And I get like on something and miss the bigger picture because I'm trying to do something and I'll, you know, it's like, I'll totally miss something else that would have netted me more points or something like that. Or it's just when there's a lot of variables and options, which space base does give you. Um, and, uh, and I know like the last time I played, like my daughter just kicked my butt and I guess I forgot that the game ended when you had 40 victory points. And I, I didn't realize that she was going all for the rockets and the points. And I was like, just trying to get better cards. And next thing she's like, like, she's like, I win. I was like, what do you mean you win? <laughs> she's like, I hit 40. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't end the game. She's like, yeah, it does. And I had to uh-huh. look at the rules. I was like, oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Damn it. I, I totally wasn't even like playing it correctly. So mm-hmm. last night I'm like, okay, gotta pay attention to these rockets. And, um, as you're trying to build your cards and I ended up with <clears throat> on my, have you played space space before? <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on the number seven, I ended up, that was like one I got to upgrade a couple of different times. So at one point, every time someone rolled a seven, which happened a lot yesterday, I got 10 gold coin or 10 monies. Nice. And that's a lot in this game. And it was like yeah. every time I, I, every time it came to my turn, I had like, even from the beginning, I was getting like a lots of monies to buy stuff. So I was just upgrading pretty quick. And then finally I was like, okay, I think I'm good enough that I'm going to start going after those rockets. And, uh, I, I whooped everyone. So it was it was nice to finally win that game and in a competitive bunch. Um, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. So, but very cool, fun game. And, it, and that was another one where it's like, why have I not played this game? This game is so much fun, and I really Which like one? it. Space Base. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's I like it. There, it has uh, one of the similarities that it has with Planet Unknown that is that you're not waiting around. You're not waiting your turn, you know, like mm-hmm. abduction. Um, you are, you know, you're, when you're at your turn, you're taking your turn. Everyone's just kind of watching and they're waiting. until it's their turn, you know, space base and, and um, planet unknown. Those are games that no matter what you are always playing. So even in space base with someone else is rolling and taking their turn, you get to possibly gain, points or get things based on their role. So you yeah. have a more, you have a vested interest in what they're rolling and it does. And it, it's just, I like that the game doesn't get stale because it's like, I know once I looked at something, I was looking at my card or something. All of a sudden I realized, Oh, I missed a roll. I'm like, what, what did you roll? And then I had to like, you know, as the next person had already started their role. So it's like, you can miss out if you're not, you know, if you get sidetracked for anything, um, and it's a quick game. It's it's not like a person's turn really doesn't take but more than a minute. And that's it, you know, because you roll, you're like, okay, here's my roll. Yeah. How am I gonna use these two dice? And that that's quick. And then it's like, what are you gonna buy? 
which card are you going to buy if you're buying from the marketplace? And that's where it might take them a few minutes. But even then, or not even a few minutes, it, it's it's not it's not something that's like overly like hard. So it the game moves quick, you know, yeah. at a nice pace, and you're involved in everybody's role. So I really really do like that about the game. Mm-hmm. So, but that's yeah, that's what I played this week. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Space Base is, um, it's like one of those like really fun games that like I've always enjoyed. There's just something about it. I mean, I'm not going to, I was going to say <laughs> it's an AEG game. I have a, I have a fondness in my heart for AEG games for some reason. And, and this one definitely, you know, strikes a chord there. And they, they have like so many expansions for it too. Let's see. Two of them. No, there's a couple. Well, there's one called <clears throat> there's one called the Command Center, but that's what that is, is it includes the two expansions, the base game, and it's like a storage solution for it. Oh, all. yeah, the big that's box. what he had. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got the base game and the two expansions, and I have yet to touch the expansions. Um, and I think we and this reminded me of a conversation uh that I had with my group last night. And someone on BGD today, so I'm going to talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, because there's, what, the Pluto one? Yeah, there's Biodome, Pluto. Okay, there's a command station. There's a Dreadnought pack. Next year, we're going to get Genesis. Mysteries of Terra Proxima. And the Shy, the Pluto one, which is the emergence of Shy Pluto. So I have the emergence of Shy Pluto and the Mysteries of Terra Proxima. Those are the two I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. What is? So there's a Dreadnought pack, Biodome? which might be promo. I think that's what the Biodome and the Dreadnoughts are. They're just card packs. Um, there's also one that's a Dead Reckoning promo cards. Oh, it looks like there's something called Genesis. Oh, that looks like a an action. Oh, that's in 2024, you said. Okay, so that's yeah. so I think that's the third official one. Um I think the others are just promo packs or card packs of some sort. Yeah, yeah Dreadnought is a promo pack. And then what's Biodome? Yeah, it's a couple of it's like 20, 30 cards. Micro expansion. Yeah, three 24 ship colony, okay. 12 ship, three rules cards. Okay. So I do not have those. So I have the, I have like the first two, the. Mm-hmm. So. What did you get to play? So um, I played uh, the first thing. We got like a couple games in. Uh, the first thing was. Um, Kingdom Builder. I was like, man, what is that game's name? I had the the box in my head. I was looking at, I was visualizing it. I can't remember the name. Uh, Kingdom Builder. This is uh, an oldie but a goodie. It was like, man, this one, the Spiel des Jahres, like 10 years ago. Let me see. I'm just curious now. Well, that is old 2011. Yeah. 
But yeah, it, it won the big. Uh, so wait, twenty. Oh, it was uh, the twenty twelve spiel. So yeah, eleven years ago it won the award. So it probably came out what a year or two before. I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah, I think it said twenty eleven. Yeah. So if um, people aren't familiar with this game, it's it's a game that's done by the same designer that did Dominion. So Dominion is like his runaway hit, and then I think this is probably the board game that he's best known for. He's done a a bunch of stuff, but uh, in terms of not card game and board game, this is his his big one. And what it basically is is you get uh, these large tiles with these like little hexes on them, and they are like a countryside. There's you know like a little flower a terrain. <laughs> yeah, it was like flower. There's uh, or flowers plural flowers. There's cavern. There's like mountains. I think and. Looks like fields, like grassy, grassy fields, or yeah. So it was a couple of different kinds of terrain, and what you get is there was something like forty of your pieces, your of your color, and what you do is you play a card of a certain terrain, and then you have to build. Um, you have to build, I'll call it like a settlement, but connecting terrain if you can. Did I explain that well? So you play a card. So for example, all right, I play Chasm, and then that's my first play. I can put, I have to put three pieces down, uh, touching each other, and they have to be on the Chasm. The next card that I play, whatever it is, it has to touch one of my settlements if I can. Does that make sense? So it's like I have to grow my settlement if at all possible. Okay. And then um, you get uh, these, we'll call them like, um, like achievement cards. So for example, where you get extra points at the end of the game if um like if you build like the longest or the biggest area in a quadrant or if you have there's these horizontal rows of hexes um that are the board right where they're usually it's 20 uh rows high that's the full game board so you get points for every horizontal row that you're in so there's these things that you're kind of like shooting for okay and um and then inside each area there's these little castles and these little um locations that give you like special powers like one of them lets you every turn play on let's say like a grassy area or you can place a uh like a settlement next to the edge of the map. So that kind of helps you like spread out because 
you don't want to just be clustered. You want to connect the castles for points. You want there's various things that you're trying to accomplish. So all of these little I call them power ups, um, they they let you do that. So old school game, fairly simple. I hadn't played it in a while, and it's like man, this this is a good game. But uh, yeah, when we played it, uh, everybody enjoyed it, and so there was a reason actually why I brought this game. Oh, by the way, I won. Hey, <laughs> yay! Woo-hoo. But uh, yeah, usually when I teach games, I lose. So this was, <laughs> and it was like, but it's this was one of those games too where it was like a win by like one or two points. It was extremely close. But uh, I actually brought this game with a purpose because uh, I had a plan where recently uh, Kingdom Builder had an anniversary edition that came out with upgraded components and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to get that. So now I had the old version, the OG version from back in, what, 2011, 2010 that I got. And then uh, I had that anniversary. So I brought it over there and then I said, hey. You guys like this game? All right. You can have it. So I offloaded a game. More room. <laughs> More room on my shelves. But uh, but yeah, Kingdom Builder was awesome. And then I also got in a game of Flamecraft. So I know this is one that you had played a bunch. And uh, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. Um, well, the one thing that kind of like was a little weird to me was just like I wound up doing that horrible thing of <sighs> reading the rules while we were teaching right oh. so it's like so you know that can be kind of a slog so yeah going through the rules to teach everybody the game it it seemed like it took forever but it's definitely one of those games where, you know, once you know it, it's not bad. And then, uh, yeah, my uh, my buddy's kids, they just loved, 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 loved the dragons. Yeah, they're like little cutesy, smiley uh, dragons in there. But uh, the game was a lot of fun. Um, man. I I remember you mentioning the size of the board because it's that like little mouse pad neoprene yep. roll up board. That game takes a lot of space, a lot of freaking space, and it's a little awkward on the table, but still, it's fine. It, it's it's kind of good, and it made me wonder a little bit because. You know, some of these games they have that like cushy, um, like neoprene-ish mat, like playmat, like uh, you know, Flamecraft. And I don't know if I like that. Hmm. It's just like it doesn't seem like some things like to stay to stay. And I know on, you know, on regular boards, it's not like they stay better. <laughs> right. No, they don't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, the, I, I do like the fact that things are easier to pick up. You know, that yes. I appreciate more. 
Because yep. um, I was actually thinking about uh, when I played uh, Castles of Burgundy Special Edition, where I used the you know the roll-up board or the the play mat on that one instead of the board, and that thing also was kind of annoying. But I'm sure it's a better experience than than the board. I don't, I don't know. It's just something I was kind of wondering about. But yeah, yeah but uh, I, I definitely enjoyed uh, Flamecraft as well. So t- you know, two solid thumbs up, good games. Well, I posted a link in our chat. Uh, Lucky Duck Games does have pre-orders right now for the deluxe add-ons. Um, I couldn't find these anywhere. I did. I did get the wooden printed uh resources i did i was able to get those somewhere but uh they're they're kind of hard to find i think i got mm-hmm. them from meeple sources where i got mine but um so that link there you can get the dragon miniatures which i don't have i do have them pre-ordered and you can get the metal coins i have those pre-ordered and then you can get all three of those two plus the wooden resources for like 75 dollars. so you can get all those add-ons but they're on pre-order right now direct from lucky duck so oh wow so if you want to invest in the uh upgraded components <laughs> yeah what would you say 75 bucks for all of it for the, yeah. <clears throat> the metal coins all the all the wooden resources mm-hmm. and the resin dragons which those are really cool <laughs> yeah they're nice mm-hmm. or how about if you got if you buy like some really scary looking, you know, like D and D miniature <laughs> dragons. <laughs> you could shooting like flames out of its mouth, <laughs> looking like it's ripping uh, somebody apart or something. They don't. They don't. They, um, they don't fit the narrative of like, you know, this is a cutesy game. You can't yeah. use like oh, scary very. dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you would have to paint those. Yeah, and these are already challenge. painted the proper color. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's one nice Don't thing. Don't argue. About, just hand them your credit card. Yeah, <laughs> no paintbrush necessary. Exactly. Hundred percent. Okay, so yeah, it sounds like uh, a decent week for for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm decent, I'm glad uh, to hear you yeah. like Flamecraft. Yeah, it because I I I feel like your <clears throat> like your yours and my game styles are pretty different. Like you like a lot of stuff, but I feel like you tend to go more towards like that kingdom builder. You seem to really like these hex shaped Euro games. <laughs> I um, so <laughs> yeah, no that that's that's a good observation. Um, I, I would say Flamecraft just is like a cutesy, almost maybe too lightweight for your taste. <clears throat> so I'm I'm happy that you liked it. No, and it's it's not a light game. I don't think I, I would say it's like medium weight. Medium, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, a little deceiving, I guess. You know, when you see like the cutesy aspect of it, but. Um, you know, I, I do gravitate towards a certain style of game uh, for sure, because, you know, I, I would say like our tastes are 
the way that they are just because, well, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> so th- there's oh, yeah. that, right? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So. About 30 you know, years in front of me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's just a matter of, you know, we all go through a cycle and uh, there's, there's probably a name for it, probably like a psychological name. <laughs> <laughs> Of, of, you know, the, the system that everybody goes through when they first get in the hobby, the massive acquisition, and then, like, you settle down on the things that you like. So I like, I have a couple, I'll call them um, narrow categories or styles that I go after. So the game, bonus if it's one player, but it's got to be minimum of two. Um I rarely, if ever, we can almost say never, get like party games and stuff because I found that those just never get played and they take about valuable shelf space. And then like when I was first getting into the hobby, I mean, like the first two games that I bought were Dominion and Catan. And this was just like when Dominion had just come out. I don't even uh-huh. know when that was, like 2007, eight, something like that. And, you know, games were different back then. You know, a lot of the yeah. like highly sought games, you know, they weren't even available in English. It's like, you know, you'd have to order them. Like, if you were lucky, you can get them on Amazon.de. But most of the time, you had to buy them from one of the German stores and then just like pay exorbitant rates to have it come over to the U.S. on DHL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the board game shipping company. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it just it was like different times back then. So it's like I used to love Mayfair games or Mayfair games's games. Lookout games was another one. And, uh, and a lot of those, they were like euro you know like euro style games yep. where it's just you know maybe paste it on theme don't care about that that doesn't bother me um and just you know definitely not as produced i'll say as some of them in fact they had uh the term i don't i don't know if they still use it but uh, ameritrash games okay i've heard <laughs> have that. you ever heard that yeah so Ameritrash games are the ones with, you know, like the the funky miniatures and this and that. And, you know, people used to look at them as like the games of little substance. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, I, I know that's not the case with everything. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I do tend to gravitate towards certain styles. And, and I was even thinking about it. Maybe we can do like a a show or like a topic on this. In a, in another show, not this one, but like uh, you know, like which game companies we enjoy and why, and which designers and stuff. That'd be that'd be cool to explore. Because you, you've, uh, do you pay attention to who designs games, or do you just play them? I just play them. Yeah, I yeah. I haven't been in long enough to. I, I recognize some names now, but yep. it's I I don't like look at a game based on who made it or who designed it. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Like once you start, uh, it, 
you get to the point of where, like, I think you like certain companies, right? Like Simon, for example. Simon. Um, that, that is their Adam's new, Apples games. Yeah. <laughs> Just because mm-hmm. I, I, they're one game. I, I think they got more than one game, but yeah, the one I have is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. So. So it's like, yeah, you just, you know, as, as you get exposed to the stuff, man, it's, it's a lot harder now too, because there's so many companies, so many games, you know, because what, 10 years ago at Gen Con, you know, they'd have like 500 games that came out and, you know, that's like 5,000. Yeah. Now, (laughs) you know, now it's like approaching a thousand and it's like just overload, but, uh, but yeah, it's I, I do tend to go towards the harder stuff, and I do like Euro, and I am drawn to certain designers. So like my Stefan Feld and Kramer and Kiesling and some of these other ones that I enjoy. And then, uh, yeah, like today, I sent you that picture, right? One mm-hmm. was uh, Boone Lake. I picked that up today. And that's, <laughs> this is like a stupid, satisfying thing. So this is a game that I've been wanting for a while because it was a game from um, Alexander Pfister. Have you ever heard of him? Nope. Yeah, he made, oh man. He made, uh, it was like a little card game from Lookout. And I, cannot remember the name Mm. oh my goods he made that (laughs) it's like yes i got it he made (laughs) oh my goods just a cool little card game he made port royal that i talked about a couple weeks ago fantastic (laughs) card game love that suppress your luck like piratey game uh he made broom service which is popular uh like seven eight years ago isle of sky another one really good also available on steam great western trail that's probably one of his i've heard of that one known games yeah um tybor the builder another little card game maracaibo cloud age this one came out a couple years ago and boone lake's been around for a couple it's been around for a couple years that's a 2021 release so two years and uh and recently there's been a couple new of the great western games so it's uh, i mean great western trail games but um yeah it's it's he's just one of those designers that uh, i just like his stuff and uh so I, yeah i picked up uh boone lake but one of the cool things i don't know if you've ever had this i think i know the answer but mm-hmm. if, when you're at the game store and you pick up a game that you're interested in, and the box is freaking heavy. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff in here. <laughs> that that that's a pre that's a, um, um, I can't even. Well, I can't think tonight. It's a foreshadowing of what the price tag is going to be. <laughs> well, there, yeah, yeah, it's that's true. Although this one, it wasn't bad because I got it at. Uh, <laughs> And my favorite store, Gaming Goat. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's like you somehow feel like when it's a heavy box that it's like you're getting something worth it. Because, you know, if you pay 50 bucks and the thing's like super light, it's like, what the heck's in here? Exactly. That's true. 
Yeah, but it was like, and it's got nice components and stuff. So I'm I'm looking for that one. But I also got one called. Uh, oh, they all have weird names. It's from Shoddy Torby. I gotta look it up. Yeah. And of course, BGG. It doesn't do the Google thing. Oh, it's like it's like how do you spell <laughs> Shoddy Torby? I don't remember. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I was hoping that BGG would mean, oh, you mean this, because you can't spell. But, uh, yeah, it did not correct it for me. So Google saved the day. But, uh, oh, it's not in here. It's not in BGG. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, here it is. Yeah, it's a game called uh, Siberian. So... Shadi Torby is this designer that makes these little card games. The first one that he came out with was Onirim from 2010. This cool little game, not a fan of the art at all. And it's like really weird. But uh, but the games are really cool. And um, there's like a whole slew of games in this series, starting with Onirim. And then, uh, not in any order, there's Urbion, Sylvian, Stellarian, uh, Castellian, and then Siberian is the is the latest one. Oh, man, this is like hot off the presses because BGG only has six ratings Ooh. on it. So, yeah. Yeah, usually the ratings are like in the thousands. So, but it is a... Uh, 2023 release so this is one of the things i didn't even know i didn't even see it and then when i was up uh at the register paying for boone lake i just saw it there staring at yeah. me and i'm like is that for sale wrap it up <laughs> i don't I'll care how much it. it costs i don't care actually yeah. they're, they're these games are usually pretty cheap because they're um little card games if and you can play these actually i think pretty much all of them are solo so they're challenging games. They're they're pretty fun. Um, only downside I would say to them, in particular, it's like I'm looking at you, Onirim. Shuffling sucks. Uh, oh, man, it just I just like I feel like you're. I'm, maybe I'm just not a good shuffler. Maybe that's the thing. But uh, but yeah. So yeah, I picked it up as well, and I even. I'm like, why did I start talking on this? Because I went off on a tangent. Oh, yeah, you did. But, yeah. <laughs> no, stop. You can't stop me now. But, uh, but yeah, it's like these are the kinds of games that, like, I've been buying lately. It's just like I don't want more of the same unless it's a favorite, right. favorite designer. And I want something, like, really different and not cutesy kind of if that makes sense so it leads me towards games like this because most people would be like siberian you know what the heck is that yeah this game is like if you look at this game you'll be like this is like an acid trip you know (laughs) no hard no pass but anyway um yeah, so I got those. But yeah, so uh yeah, I, I do get a little bit different. But I, I think you're gonna evolve. I think you're gonna evolve and you know, 
there's going to be a point of where, you know, when you go to Target, or actually Target doesn't, let's say like when you go to a store, right, that has a gaming section, yeah, it's like you, there's nothing in there that's interesting to you just because it's all like introductory gateway games. And eventually you fall into the, okay, I'm not buying any more gateway games. <laughs> right. For, to, you know, to play with other people. I'm going to buy games that I like. Right. <laughs> me, 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 me. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I yapped too much on that. Let's <laughs> reel me in. Reel me in, Mark. Reel me in. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Time to reel you in. <laughs> Okay. And that takes us to our topic of the night and back to the one of our topics, but when to purge. So I know I'm, and this seems like such an odd topic for me to bring up because I've really only been in this hobby for a year now. It's really only been a year. And my game collection has, I spent, I think I've spent more time buying games and I've played, I mean, I've played a lot in the last year, but I have kind of gone on a crazy spending spree. Um, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I have currently have 329 games. I had 330 before the night started 329, but it was 330, but I took one out because I'm giving it away tomorrow because it's one I bought. I never played. And that's, horizons of spirit island and i played spirit island on my game group one of my one of the guys there it's his favorite game and i was like i didn't like it at all and i'm just like okay then i saw this like this version is kind of like the big big box store introductory version the gateway game right to spirit island it's supposed to be the easy version and i bought it and i was like well maybe i can play this and try to figure it out. But then before I, and I hadn't done that yet, but I was, I had gone to another game night and there was two tables going. So our table finished and I went and sat down at the other table and they were playing spirit Island. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit here and watch and try to learn. And I, I just came to the conclusion, like, I don't like this game. I really don't like it. And I'm like, why did I buy this game? Like, cause it was one of those, like, you know, even like that one I just played yesterday, Abduction, you know, yeah. it's cute. It's got really neat components. Like they're really nice. It's a, it's, you know, and I liked that. And I'm like, oh, I know I got my family members will play it, but I got so many games that my family members will play. So like, why did I buy this? You know, it's like at some point I got to stop buying stuff and 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 now it's like, okay, now I'm looking at this, these shelves. I keep buying shelves. I've had to move into cabinets looking about maybe moving stuff up to other rooms. Cause I'm out of shelf space here. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I'm not playing that much. And when I'm going to my game nights, I'm usually hauling the same couple of games and because trying to learn something new and then trying to teach it is really hard unless oh, yeah. you played it a few times. So I'm like, I think I need to start purging some stuff. And because I got so much stuff that I have not played. And I've got stuff I bought a year ago and I haven't played it yet. And it's like, 
okay, if I haven't played it and I'm, it's not something that <clears throat> like, there's things I love, like I love Zombicide and I don't get play it that often, but it's one I love and my deep rock and thunder at thunder alley, thunder road. What's it called? Thunder road vendetta. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, thunder alley is a GMT game, isn't it? could be i think i'm thinking of a book called thunder alley you know but and i like i bought everdale never play i played it once and it was just like i tried to learn it again like it's one of those i'm gonna have to go through a couple times mm-hmm. but it's like i don't think i'll ever play it. it it just seems it's one of those i can't seem to wrap my head around there's a you know and it's probably super easy but for some reason the first time i went through it there's <laughs> Like I get the worker placement, but then it's like you've got these cards and some some game mechanics where you're trying to build on things, and it it gets a little in depth or maybe a little more complicated than I'm quite ready to 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 dive into. And I think some of the games I've got are like I bought the Castles of Burgundy special edition for some reason. Mm. I played it one time, and it's like it's your favorite game, and you're my best friend. It's like oh, I got to get this and. I, I enjoyed it, but I remember being really tired when we played. Yeah. You know, we, that was the last day of Gen Con. And, um, um, and I was, I was, I was tired, but it's like, you talk it up so much and I did enjoy, but it's like, I look at it now and it's like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. There's too much there. It's like, I don't, you know, so I am going to put a request in in February that we play that when I come out to mm-hmm. see you. Um, as I do or, want to learn that. Or heck, I'll I'll one up you. If you got time after the show, we can play it online. We don't have to play a full game. <laughs> How about that? You'll, and then you'll then maybe you'll see why. Or you'll or you'll either list the game tomorrow for sale. Yeah. <laughs> One or two. I'll take it in with me. Anybody want this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm yeah, I'm sitting here and I've got like games sitting on my couch and on the floor, and it's like I'll take stuff and then it's like I don't want to put them back away. And it just becomes this like cycle. It's like, okay, I just need to. So it's how do you a- know when acquis- it's the right time to purge acquisition disorder? <laughs> yeah. Well, so some people are, so here's my thoughts on it. So some people are very good at you know being i'll call it like responsible like they'll have rules for like if i get a game i have to get rid of a game but getting rid of a game is a huge pain in the butt (laughs) i think it's like yeah if you you know i i don't have the patience to like list the game for sale and look through it is everything in there and then you know go through the whole process exchange money and then you know go and you know drop it in the post office you know get a box to put the box in and packing materials that's like a lot of work and i know a lot of i know people do it but um you know it's especially if it's an older game okay it's one thing if it's a game that's prized and you're going to get a bunch of money for it but you know for a game that you bought you know two years ago that was 30 bucks you know it'll cost me more to ship it than it's worth you know or that i can maybe get for it so it's 
it's a tough thing to do unless you're really good about doing it all the time and you got some system down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of when, I mean, when you exceed your shelf space by at least 50%, you might want to think about it then. <laughs> I mean, I, uh... I probably have exceeded my shelf space probably 200 times over 200 times over 200 <laughs> percent over yep. so i've got some sizable stacks and you know games in the corners and, and stuff and you know there are some games because i went through a bunch of stuff and you know it was like looking at it and i went through a phase where if a game was on sale, I did not care what it was. If it was a $10 game on Amazon, I got it. It's like, I got a $10 game that yeah. was once $50. But why is it $10? Because nobody wants it. Right. That's why. So now you have a game that you got for real cheap that you're probably never going to play. And when you do, it might be a disappointment. And those are the games that are easiest to get rid of. Now, you can also combine games, right? You can put an expansion in the main box. So that's a win. <laughs> there you space. go. <laughs> we can call that a purge. Yeah. Purge the box, keep the game. Oh, you can't do that. That, that just seems so wrong. Purge the expansion box or, or cut it down <laughs> or do something. But... <laughs> No, it's like, so like, seriously, though, it's like, when is the time to purge? It's different for everybody, but it's easy to let your collection just get out of control size-wise. Yeah. And, and that's probably when you should realistically start thinking about it and then look at like, what characteristics of your collection are important to you. You know, like, yeah. You know, like, like what, I'm a fan of what am I going to play? Like, and that's the thing, even if you're a fan of it, if you're never going to get it played for whatever reason, I, then is it worth it to have it? Maybe. Because I think in some ways we also do the, you know, we also do like the collection game collector yeah. hobby. Uh -huh. So like, I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, like I said, there's certain games that I have a fondness for like castles of Burgundy. It's I'm, there's no way I'm getting rid of that game. Like even the original that I have, Right. It's like, I, I won't get rid of the original. I'm going to keep both the special edition and the original because the original has, I'm, I'm fond of it. You know, it's just, it's special to me. Played it a lot of times, you know, I've got some special stuff in there and you know, expansions and all. It's like, yeah, I'm not getting rid of it. Um, other games, you know, I care less about. Right, those are easier. Yeah. And I've heard one thing once where uh, people can maintain like 
stacks. That's an easy way. It's sort of like you have, let's say like this shelf or this area, this has got like the games that you really enjoy. And then there's other ones that are like, you know, okay, but you keep them for one reason or another. And then you got others that are like on the brink, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like you would have, you know, spirit Island in that section. Yeah. Or something that you just like really don't care for. And those are the ones that you should punt. But the thing too is I firmly believe if you punt games, you know, if you get rid of them, you purge them, then you do that like immediately. Don't wait. You know, cause the, especially if it's a hot new game and you don't like it, get rid of it right away. It'll be worth more if you can sell it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going to have to probably have to make a list. I think maybe this weekend I'm going to go through the shelves and make some decisions here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, what what are you thinking of doing? Like to sell them, like listing them on BGG or? No, well, the, the game store I go to on Wednesdays, they actually do consignment. So I can put stuff there and uh, up for sale and they'll sell it for me. I mean, they'll get a percentage. I don't know how much, but yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ask them about it tomorrow. Well, oh, that's cool. So, cause yeah. I've actually bought a lot of things over there on that shelf. Cause I've, there's stuff in there that's been sealed. Like there, in oh, fact, yeah. there was something, I'm trying to remember what it was. I saw something last week and it was still shrink wrapped. It was a huge game. And and then as I was walking through the store, I actually saw the same thing on the shelf. And I'm like, gee whiz, like, you know, and you can get it cheaper over on the other shelves on that consignment area. So mm-hmm. I've, but I have picked up a lot of stuff over there that's still shrink wrap. I don't think I've bought anything. Yeah, I have. I think I bought one or two things that were not shrink wrap, but they were really a good price and it, and everything turned out to be in the game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a store by me. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it much, but uh, twice a year they have an auction. And I've never participated in it. There's like a spring and a fall auction, I think. Oh, yeah. But uh, you go in and then they auction off the game. And then I want to say like you get a store credit or something like that. So... The game store facilitates the purge. But what's crazy is there's like some ancient games, like, Ah. you know, some, you know, because it's people like, you know, getting rid of their collection for whatever reason, you know, or parts of it. And like, you know, there's hardcore gamers that have stuff from like the 80s and 90s. And so, like, you see some like really, really old stuff and it's not even like, like new at all. But. But yeah, that's that, that's interesting. That's yeah, you know, in addition to you selling yourself, you can leverage uh, the game stores, and then you could also just give it away. <laughs> I, well, I'm doing that tomorrow with the Horizon yeah. one because he he has every Spirit Island game except this one, and he said this one has different spirits, 
And he's contemplated by, cause he doesn't need this. This is like a entry level, but he's like, he mentioned it before he's contemplated buying it because he just wants the spirits mm-hmm. uh, to add to his collection. He's got every other one. So I saw him last night and I was like, you going to be there Wednesday? And he's like, yeah. And I said, I'm going to bring that for you. And I said, you can just have it. I said, I'm never going to play it. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, but other stuff I wouldn't, I tried to give away challengers. And I couldn't give that one away. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I brought it back home. <laughs> oh. So I'm tempted to just throw it on their sh- on their shelf down there because they have a like a like a lending library, not a lending library, but down in the gameplay area downstairs in the bar gameplay area, they have games on the shelf. You can just grab a game and go play it. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> I, uh, I might probably, I'll probably take that one in with me and just say, I want to donate this or that one. I might be able to sell in the consignment area too. So it's a award winner, right? It is. So there's, there's that people will be, interested. somebody might want it. Mm-hmm. So, but so I'll find out. I am going to ask tomorrow about that. And then, and then that'll give me an idea of how their consignment thing works. You know, maybe it is just store credit, but. Hey, store credit, still store credit. That's something. It's not like I'm not going to spend money there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so if you start purging some of your games, do you think, are you going to like institute, like I can't buy a new game until I get rid of a game or something like that? Or, or no, one in one has to go. No, I don't think I'll do that. Um, but I'm I'm at that point where it's like, okay, I'm done on Kickstarter. Like, I can't do any more of that. Like, some of the stuff that's going to come in, I'm like, God, why did I buy this? You know? Yeah. There's stuff I do not want that's coming. Um, and then the last two I did, I really, really want, and they were very, very expensive. Yeah. And it's like, I'm done. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to – I've got some things that I really like, and kind of like you said – you like, you like different games and it's like, I've got so much stuff. It's like, I got all these different versions of Azul. I only play the base game, which kind of leads me into the next thing. Um, yeah, we can jump to that expansions. You know, that's another part of this whole purging. It's you, you buy a game and you really like it. And then they come out with a bunch of expansions and it's like, I have to have those. That's that like collector in me. It's like, I have to have all of it if I like it. Yeah. Completionist kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we were talking last night when the guy pulled out space base and he was like, he's like, he only played one of the expansions. He didn't really like it. And we were talking about that. And I said, you know, I feel like expansions really are not worth it because unless it's a game you play a lot and you really love, then yeah, if you've got a group that you're always playing, then that would make sense. But if you are, you know, just like a tabletop gamer like myself that plays all kinds of things and has a bunch of stuff, when I pull a game out that has expansions, a lot of the majority of the time I'm teaching new people. Right. So you don't throw expansions in. You yeah, usually you don't play want the, the base game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want to just teach the base game. And a lot, and a, 
um, a lot of the times the other guys were like, yeah, they, you know, maybe the expansion doesn't really enhance the gameplay or it, it just doesn't seem to make it any better. And they, they tend not to, it just seems like the majority of the group was like, yeah, I really don't need expansions. Yeah. And I saw someone on BGD today was asking about, about that. And I made a comment in there. I'm like, we were just talking about this last night. And I said, cause he was like, should I buy some expansions to these things I like, or should I buy something new? And, you know, and I said kind of the same thing. Like if you are always playing with different people or you play a lot of things and you don't get to that game, you love a lot. How often are you playing with the expansions that you already have? If you're not, then I'd say save the money and buy a new game and have a new experience, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of the time the base game's fine. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like it kills me how many ticket to ride games there are out there. We I've got the original Europe rails and sales. And then I bought for some dumb reason that San Francisco small box one, which I hate. I think it's oh, terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's a million different, okay, there's not a million, but there is like probably 30 different Ticket to Ride games. And it's like, they're all basically the same with a few variations. If you like the game, you probably just like the base game. Well, Rails and Sails we like, and that one I don't regret getting because it's bigger and it adds ships and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but like, and that new one seems interesting, right? That what legacy one or legacies or, or I don't, I yeah, what it's called. but yeah, it's it's a legacy game. But again, but the not, problem I see oh, with the yeah. legacy games is that you you need to have a group that you can keep playing. True, true. That's the problem with those campaign slash legacy style games. Just like the Dorf Romantic I got, um, we're continuing. <clears throat> we're continuing to expand on it. Like we've played a total of seven times and we keep unlocking stuff every time. Um, almost every time. Is so you're adding new elements into the game, but be, but be like, we added a new guy in the other day and he was like on game eight or something of our, we, you know, um, and some of the people that were there at the beginning weren't there last Wednesday, but we're just carrying it along, you know, because you, it's too hard to get the exact same people you know, to, you know, unless you have like, Hey, we're like my Gloomhaven group, it's four of us. That's all we play. We meet at a certain day and time, kind of like, you know, if you were playing a D and D game, those campaign games or, or legacy games are a lot like a, a D and D you got to be committed for a while. And it is mm -hmm. hard to find people to do that for something like a board game campaign. I think at least it's been my experience. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm like, I really haven't looked much into the Ticket to Ride because I'm like, we might play one or two. I've got a couple other games that are like that. Like I got a Harry Potter, Potter Battle of Hogwarts. I think oh, we're yeah. only halfway through that. You know, that's like seven or eight different things you keep adding and completing and unlocking the next box. And like, we haven't even gotten all the way through that, you know. And that's with my kids. Well, now two of them are gone to school, so it makes it harder. But even when we were here, it's like we were always playing something new. So those campaign games get a little tough as well. 
So again, had I realized what Dorf Romantic was in the beginning, I like it. I really do. It's a, it is, it is a fun game played in the campaign style. And I'm glad we, I got a group that likes it. Um, and we are working our way through and playing it. So, but it's also one that's it, that type of game that it is tough. You just got to kind of bring it every once in a while and hope you have the right people. Like, yeah, I get a couple of people that want to play it and we'll just keep going. And they don't care. You know, they're not like the diehards that are like, oh, we need to start over because I wasn't here in game one. Like, no, <laughs> this is game eight. You can jump in and join us if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. So, and the guy did last week and he, he asked me last night, hey, can you bring that back? I want to play it again. So I'm like, cool. But, you know, again, these are people that show up on Mondays and Wednesdays to play board games almost every week. So when you have a group like that, then it makes it easier to do those things. Mm -hmm. But again, had I known that it was going to be something like that. So when I got it, I didn't realize it. I thought it was more of a one-off because um, we had a really bad instructor at Gen Con. She didn't really know the game. Okay. Yeah. And she was trying yeah. to teach it to us. Um, had I known more, I may have probably, I probably would have not gotten it. I don't regret it because I'm having fun and I got a group that's playing it. But again, it's once I've gone all the way through it, I'll probably will never pick it up again. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I kind of think about some of these campaigns or these legacy style games are you take so long enough time to get through it. Are you going to really go through it again? And if you're not, why keep it on the shelf? And again, if it's a ticket to ride, it's still, I guess it's not an expansion. That one, not per se, that one's not a necessarily an expansion. It's close. But, but it's still in that arena. Do you buy yet another ticket to ride game? I, I you know. So, no, that, that brings up a good question. And one I'll say like collection rule that some people have is there are games that are similar, right? I'm not even yeah. talking like necessarily with Ticket to Ride specifically, but you know, like oh, I'm just picking this out of thin air. So like let's, there's Azul and let's say there's another Azul game or a game very similar to Azul, maybe not Azul, right? But very similar. So Loser, loser comes out. <laughs> yeah. So you know you have this experience across multiple games now, and it's like when you have that, it's like they will you, you keep only one, right? One of right. that style because you choose like which is the best one, and you go with it because technically that's what we probably wind up doing like when we choose games to play right if yeah if we have let's say like a pick up and deliver game with a particular setting you know we'll choose the one that we like the best and then the ones that are kind of like copies like the me too's uh -huh. that are very similar it's like why would we you know play those when, right when we like that original one at least that's that's how i am <laughs> you played the best why try the rest right 
Yeah. Yeah. Why would I play Lusa if I've already played Azul and it's great? Yeah. And and the thing is, it's it's not even that the games are bad, but we just don't have the time. It's like, yeah. And if it's not differentiating enough from something you already have or like, yeah. What? Yeah. And and you're going to go, I want to play Azul like game. And you've got five different ones to choose from. Like, how often are you going to play those? You know, right. just have the one. Yeah. And then don't, don't, don't spend the money on the other four. And there's four other new types of games you could buy. Yeah, sure. And, and might enjoy. Um, and I, I'm getting, I'm getting better because things like Seven Wonders Architects, um, I bought that after playing it with the group, really enjoyed it. And I, I've taught my mother and That's my aunt that it. was here. You're getting my, they really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I've played it. I've played it many times already and it's like, this is a great game. And then I went and looked at the original seven wonders mm-hmm. and was looking at it and I was watching it being played on, on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this because it was one of those like, Ooh, I love this. I better get all of seven wonders. Right. That's a lot. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then I was looking at it. I was like, you know what? I don't really think I'd enjoy the original game. I really like architects. It's a well, lot of fun. It's well, it, simple. It's quick. Yeah. It's it, it, you know, I, I like a lot. I really do like, I think shorter games. Um, some, some longer ones. I don't mind as long as you are engaged. And you're not sitting there for a long time doing nothing. That can get a little long in the tooth, which is like a game like Lords of Waterdeep. I probably is best at four. I've got the expansions. We've played six people, but it just gets to be a little long before your turn comes around. Um, and it's like, yeah, we need to stick with four. You know, um, client can be that way when you have the expansion to get six people in there. Only mm-hmm. not as bad. Um, but because you kind of already know where you're going to go typically by the time your turn comes around. But, you know, I, I don't know how people can play these games that go on. I like now, uh, granted, I do play Gloomhaven, but it, it's, it's rough on me because we've had a couple times now we play on Saturdays, which I really hate because now it's like, everyone feels like, well, we can stay as long as we want because it's Saturday. I don't want to sit and play for six hours. And we've had like two, two times in a row. We were there for five and a half to six hours. And I'm just like, I'm burned out. Yeah. You get burned out. Yeah. I I can't sit here and play this game that long. Like if it takes us two hours to do one, one mission, then I'm good. I'll see you next week. But to sit here and do two missions for five and a half to six hours, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I don't, we haven't played for a while. I'm kind of thinking our group might be falling apart, um, which would be, honestly would be fine by me. Um, I've played enough to know that, okay, I don't foresee my get, me getting through this whole thing. And I can love it or leave it, right? It doesn't, well, I'm not going to love, I don't love the game. It's okay, but it's not like. You enjoy it. Huge thing. It just doesn't. Uh, yeah. I I more enjoy being around the group, yeah, and the people and and, but they're all really good at it, and I'm still new, and I I, you know, but 
there's moments I have fun with it, but for the most part, I, I'm like along for the ride. Okay. And it's just like, eh, I would not be sad if we quit. But I'm also someone that like, I will stick with it because I said I would do this. Yeah. So no, no, I if, get it. if yeah. people start the bail, I'll be like, I'm out. No, it's, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be number it's, two to quit. <laughs> right. Because, you know, part of the experience is the, is the social aspect of it. So it's it's yeah. also just like that, you know, the, the game is there. I mean, it's it's a primary factor, but, you know, social aspect, the interaction and. Yeah. Like I've got Jaws of the Lion. I bought that before really knowing how big it was and uh that'll be one i would purge i played one mission of it kids didn't like it yeah i did but i was running it and now i'm just sitting here kind of off to the side which is like well why do you like jaws of the lion but not this one well it's not that i don't it's just that i they're all running everything and i'm just so i'm not really involved except for my character moving right so, and there's so many moving parts. I really don't want to be involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a lot bigger than Jaws of the Lion. I think Jaws of the Lion got to streamline some things, but, um, and, and, and I don't know, I've only played the first mission. So it, it maybe it gets just crazy big, like, like the, the Gloomhaven does. But I mean, that's something that's like, I will probably never play that. I don't see ever playing it, you know, mm-hmm. cause even if, even if we get through Gloomhaven, I think I'm like, okay, let's do Frosty. Mm, I think I'm good. I, I no, I, I don't want to play either one of them. I'll be like, I've had enough of this experience. Yeah. So why, why keep it? Why take up shelf space? Yeah. So, I was, when I was at that uh, game store today and picking up Boone Lake, uh, there's a bunch of people there. They were just starting Frosthaven and it's just like, oof. Hmm. <laughs> have you seen the price tag of that box? No, I, I didn't even look at it. My my store has it. $280. Holy smokes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm, and it's one of those boxes you're like, oh man, I need a forklift to get this out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a big box. Yeah. And it's oh, heavy. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know, but it's also a heavy price tag, so. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going to fault anyone for that. I paid a lot more for my um, dice X Men dice throne and everything under the sun, plus the um, Deep Rock expansions and all that. That I'm, I'm, you know, between those two, I could have bought lots of Frosthaven copies, <laughs> several. Yeah. <laughs> so probably at least three copies of Frosthaven. <laughs> So, you know, I'm, it's not that it's a big price tag, but it's got to be, again, to expand or not to expand, you know, is Frosthaven worth it? I, Because even if you got through it just one time, is it worth that almost $300 price tag? You know, that's just like, you know, crazy to me. Now, again, the money I'm spending on those other two games I just mentioned, that's one of those that I absolutely love them. I got to have them. That's the collector part. And it's like, even if I didn't play them, I don't care. And there, and I know there's probably people that love, like I'm getting Frosthaven because I love Gloom. I love the others. And, you know, whether they finished them or not, they played parts. And again, it's like one of those things that it, it's, it's, if it's worth it to you, then by all means do it. But 
if you're not going to play it, then that's, or you don't know if you're going to get to play it, then there, therein lies the rub. And that's where I'm trying to like, okay, I got some games. I maybe just need to get rid of the expansions, just keep the base, um, you know, or just get rid of games and their expansions that I'm just not going to play. Um, again, it all comes back to, you know, pur- to purge or not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm going through a going through a, I'm going through a phase, Rob. And it seems too early. That's the thing. I've only been at this a year and I'm already looking to purge. I think I expanded too fast. That's the problem. I jumped into the deep end of the pool. I did not start out in the kiddie pool here. <laughs> I yeah. jumped into the deep end. Yeah. Now I'm working my way back to the six foot part of middle of the pool here going, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I, I might be purging a little early, but I think it's necessary. So. Yeah. And, you know, like one other thing I wanted to mention as I was thinking about this while, while we were talking was, you know, there's standard expansions, right? And then there's add-ons, which it's like, are they expansions? Are they not expansions? You know, they're sometimes so there's add-ons which are like um components right right which is one thing that's all uh, i'm all in on that yeah and and then there's other add-ons which are it's almost like this is stuff that didn't fit in the box. <laughs> so, yeah. So we are like putting it in a separate box and you can buy it at the same time, but it's not really an expansion. Cause when I was at the game store today, um, they had dark tower and they had a couple boxes. There was like, um, merchants of the dark road was another one. They had a whole bunch of boxes. Um, Everdale. Maybe that it's, I don't remember the name of the game. It's it's not Everdell. It's very similar to it. It was another game that they had like three, four boxes to it. And okay. it's like and it's like that's another one. It's like, is that stuff even worth it? And I find myself now unless it's a game that I'm really, really, really into, it's like all those extras don't interest me anymore. I'm fine with just getting the original game it's like right it it's like there's sometimes like let's say on a kickstarter with you know like uh some game that, that came out and it's like let's say 30 bucks and for like another 10 bucks five ten bucks you know you can get an expansion it's like you know then i might get that you know, especially if it's got something extra that makes it like more interesting but you know, you know, like, you know, getting, I'm trying to think of a game that had like a whole bunch of expansions. Um, I'll, I'll use Dominion, right? This card game. It's been out for like 15 years now, almost, if not more. And the base game is pretty good by itself. 
do you get an enhanced experience with all the add-on stuff that you get from like the dozen different expansions that it has? Like, no. And in fact, no. so what you, so one interesting thing about Dominion in particular is that uh, they have expansions and I mean, some can be played on their own and then others can be mixed with the base game. And what you wind up getting sometimes is almost like a broken game, you know, where the synergies between the cards aren't there because you don't have all the stuff mixed together, if that makes sense. Like, you know, there might be three different types of cards that are in this expansion that work well together and they're made to work together, but you only have one of them. So it's almost like a useless card when you're playing it in the base game because you don't have those others. But but it is a different experience, right? If you are looking for that, like always an evolving experience, I guess there is that benefit to it. But but yeah, it's like it can it can this this thing can lead into expansions and add-ons the and, and it's like just it, it's almost like i feel you're better off just getting the base game and if it's really special and worth it then get the other stuff yeah it might be harder to get yeah it might be more expensive but more often than not, I bet we won't get them. If you know what I mean. We'll just play yep. the base game and it'll be fine. Yep. Exactly. And a comment that I wanted to make about Seven Wonders was, so there was an evolution to that game that got it to Architects. You know, there's like original, we'll call that like architect, I'm sorry, Seven Wonders uh, 1.0. And then, you know, they came out with the other add-ons and um, there's like the duel that just came out not too long ago. <laughs> when I say not too right. long ago, it's probably five years ago. But uh-huh. uh, so when you jump into a game later on in the series, going backwards is sometimes hard because you know they added stuff and the the game evolved to get to where it's where you like it and there might be stuff that's lacking going backwards so yeah so that builds the case for not necessarily like jumping into um into the old ones right into the OG ones unless it's castles of bergen and totally worth it but actually, there haven't, there haven't been really. I mean, there's been board expansions, but uh, you know, there haven't been like huge. Actually, no. There's the dice game and a card game. Is there a dice game? There's definitely a card game with these cards that are minuscule, and I can't freaking read them. <laughs> but, but anyway, I I think I'm I'm tangenting again and <laughs> running off with this. It's one of those days. Rain me back in, yeah. Rain you back in. This is, so. this is like the Gong Show hook. If anybody remembers <laughs> that, where it's like, oh. I might have to keep. I might have to keep that in there. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um. Yeah, we're at uh, an hour and a half, so it's probably yeah. a good time to okay. wrap up. But yeah, sounds good. I 
I mean, I, I've covered everything. I think I wanted to see okay. both of those. Oh, absolutely. Same they're here. kind of the same, but I'll update y'all next on the next episode after, uh, I find out what the, what the thing is at the store about reselling. And, uh, if, if that's truly a consignment or if it's just them selling you stuff, I, I, I gotta verify, but I'll see, I'll find out. And if I get some stuff sold that way, I'll, I'll, I'll report back mm-hmm. in two weeks. So. And I'll maybe report what I got rid of. I'll make a list of what I purge. So nice. So cool. All right. So I guess that's it for episode 60, the diamond edition (laughs) (laughs) of, uh, of this board game life. I'm Rob, uh, one of your fine hosts here. Thanks for uh, listening and we'll catch you all in two weeks. And I am Mark. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you at the table.